is the Off the Top Podcast. I'm your moderator, Tay. And it's everybody's favorite neighborhood, Uncle Trout. It's Teddy Royce. And we are here with another episode. Y'all, we are talking SummerSlam. We're going to go through the card, and then we're going to talk about uh, the Raw afterwards. Yeah. And I'm really excited to get into this. So um, do you guys first want to talk about how you felt about SummerSlam, or we can just go down the card right now? Well, let me just say, I'm glad that the kickoff show was back in the arena. That added to the the vibe and the energy, and they had the, the full panel. That did add to the show. I was kind of getting, I was over them being in the, the the headquarters to do the kickoff show. They're not on set. You don't get the energy. You don't get to see the set. Don't get the in-stadium feel. So I was glad they were back in the stadium for the kickoff show, definitely. Yeah, I, um, I, that's something I did notice when you when you had brought it up when you had uh, brought it up because like you know I've been been being at live shows and then they they'll like you know sometimes like even at live shows whether it be, like it be WWE uh, WWE whether it be Raw or SmackDown they'll have like their own designated like little area with inside the building where the fan you know they fans can scream at them and they interact with them sometimes you know it's it definitely gave. Um, it added to the energy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you felt the energy from Jump. And then uh, starting off SummerSlam was uh, Logan Paul versus Ricochet. <laughs> a spot fest. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. A spot fest. I will, I will give him credit, though. Like the um, the Spanish fly outside the ring, that took a lot of guts, even though it was... It, it took a lot of guts to pull it off and for them to execute it how they did it. It, the athleticism it took to do that was big, but I'm just not a fan of the spot fest rest uh, matches that don't really have a story. They tried to put a story in it with like Samantha and everything like that. I don't think it did it for me. Nah, I mean with adding Samantha, that almost felt that almost really felt like a last yeah. minute thing to like put her into it. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it wasn't it wasn't it was just that week when he said something. Yeah, about I, it. So. I would have liked for them to insert her a couple weeks earlier to give her actual some time to put some real estate into it. It would have made much more. But yeah, I feel like Logan just found out that day that they were engaged and decided to say something. Literally. That's what it felt That's like. That's what it was. Yeah, literally. exactly. Like there was no build up or nothing. Mm-hmm. Literally. Okay, so Logan wins by cheating, of course. So let's move on because I'm sick of this. <laughs> um, we'll talk a, a real match: Brock Lesnar <laughs> versus Cody Rhodes, the third time. I'm gonna go off and say that was the match of the night. I'm gonna say it was the match of the night for me, with the storytelling, with the the kind of if if you if you've seen the Rocky movies, that kind of mm-hmm. never die attitude, fight back into it. Yeah. Um, that was the match of the night for me as far as it had a lot of emotion into it. Like, there was times where you thought, Cody, what we doing here, bro? And then he pulled it back and gave Brock a fight. And I will I will give credit. I've never seen nobody go at Brock the way Cody's been going at Brock. Like, he's being initiated, initiating everything, taking Brock head on. That ain't something you we've seen. Yeah. I, everybody, Brock has always been, the, like, the that ultimate predator. Doing all the hunting, taking everybody out, but Cody's been inciting Brock, provoking Brock, and taking them head on. I, I, like I said, I think that was a match of the night for me. Yeah, I think I think the whole um, 
I think we talked about it where it almost felt like that feud or that storyline was almost like thrown together a little bit because yeah. after WrestleMania, that's when everything jumped off. We're f- trying to figure out like why is why is Brock, you know, targeting Cody? Like, right. like was, yeah, what, it was random. It was very right. random. Like, what's up with that? And but as it, you know, and props to you know saying because Brock is not he he talks, but he's not the talker. So yeah. Yeah, I feel like that it worked because right. Cody was there week after week, you know, building it up, and it was seen and it was effortless. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It didn't feel forced. Um, and then at, and as you said, you know, um, the matches that they had prior, it really helped mm-hmm. build that storyline, and it and it almost felt like oh yeah, well if um, after each match you almost felt like okay yeah that was it. But then, because mm-hmm. you wouldn't see Brock for like maybe like a week or two, and then out of then all of a sudden Brock just shows up and reignites it, and it takes it to another level every time. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think I think Brock being a bully worked perfectly with Cody trying to the Cody's situation trying to build him up. Right, like Cody was after he was still on the Roman situation, mm-hmm. and Brock was just a bully. I want to I want to pick a fight with this kid, whatever, and so. Um, that first attack after Raw with the tag team match or whatever like that, it was like, well, where did this come from? But then, like I said, Brock being a bully, I, I mean, I don't really have a reason. I just want to fight. Right. And then Cody feeding into it and using it as um, to propel him and stuff. This is my obstacle. Obstacle. This is my hard time. Yeah. And Cody allowing Brock to be Brock and feeding off of that, it made it. It made the the match at SummerSlam mean more. Yeah. You know. And what? And speaking of meaning something. Um, and Triple H said said this at the at the um, the press conference afterwards. Somebody brought it to attention. He was like, he was like, I've been working with Brock for over fifteen years, fifteen twenty years. He was like, when was the last time y'all seen Brock embrace another wrestler? Literally, the, the way he did. He's never hugged anybody. He's never hugged. Yeah, like, like, I've, I've seen him shake hands. Shake hands. He's like, never Brock's hugged a, anybody. He's like, Brock's not a hugger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not. And he don't look like a hugger. That ho- and, and that whole, like, you know, uh, display to the crowd, you know how you grab the hand of the winner yeah. and do all that? I'm like, whoa, what is... Yeah. Who is this? And like I said, I've seen Brock shake hands before, yeah. but to to hug him and then show him off to the crowd and yeah. things like that and for it to be um, unplanned, just impromptu, right. that yeah. one says a lot about Brock mm-hmm. in certain ways, but it says a lot about Cody for real. Like I think that validated like his his trilogy with with self was like a welcome back, you still got it. But I think that movie with Brock like validated everything that Cody's been going through for real. Yeah. Yeah, because I thought I just knew he was gonna F five him after all yeah. of that. I was like, yeah, this I cannot wow. be it. But he genuinely was like, Yeah, I thought you he was did about that. I them, respect you. That was crazy. I thought he was about to put them ham hocks on Cody, bro. Literally, <laughs> I, I was just waiting for it. And you can tell like like the appreciation on Cody's face because like mm-hmm. everybody I think everybody had the collective like is this really happening like mm-hmm. yeah like Brock really doing this right now yeah. like what's going on you can see Cody came to and appreciated but speaking of Cody thought Brock was in his wing on him too no nah, for real Cody <laughs> had some trepidation on <laughs> yeah, his he face nah, he did he did <laughs> so no, no no that was a big moment though because yeah. you don't see that for Brock I don't, and Knowing now that Brock was he's go, he's gone for right now, mm-hmm. I think that was more of a he wanted to validate Cody for the fans, 
and for the folks in the back because Brock is like, I'd say Brock is up on like kind of on taker scale as far as you got to go through Brock to get that validation. Like back yeah, in the day, you I had to go through that, taker. Yeah, sure. So I think that was his validation. Like, hey, he can do it. He can he can take a punch. He can. He, this ain't the same Cody that that mm-hmm. was before he left. So I think that was more of a validation validation piece. Yeah, because if you can go through a match with Brock, I tell you this, that's the freshest I've seen anybody after a match against Brock. Yeah, like like to be in as phenomenal shape as Triple H has been in, um, even even Rock, um, John Cena, uh, you know, Seth, a host of other guys. Yeah, Cody looked very like he was. Like like he could keep like he could he could have went another thirty minutes. Cody looked yeah. fresh and Brock was exhausted. Yeah. Those those um crossovers at the end were sloppy because Brock was exhausted. Yeah. You know normally when they do the crossovers, they throw themselves with Cody. Cody had the most of that man around there. Brock was exhausted. So I think that speaks a lot because Brock Brock is a that's an animal for real. Nah, for real. So seriously. Looking how fresh that he was and how exhausted Brock was, that was big. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I just knew he was gonna get F five or suplexed or something. But um, y'all, let's move on. Next was the Slim Jim Battle Royal. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. talk about my boy L A Knight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about time. It is about time because he should have won money in the bank. He didn't get yes. money in the bank. But that goes to show. Who, what did I say at the at the beginning of the night? Certain yeah. certain decisions. I'm like, oh yeah, this is how this is. You can tell yeah. how this is going. Like, who made yeah. the decision of money in the bank, and who's making the decisions tonight? Because I think I really think they they made the whole battle royal just to give Ellie Knight some kind of shine because they didn't have no real storyline, mm-hmm. didn't have a slot. Then out of nowhere, they pulled this battle royal out their butt and threw it in. And then the fact that right after the battle royal, a pre-taped commercial with Ellie Knight air. Yeah. They made this just to give him his shine for it, which is which is great because yeah. he needs his shine. And then um, we'll get into it later, but I'm excited for this feud he got with Miz going on. That's gonna be nice. Yeah, that promo was crazy. No, no, no. Let's let's sit on this roof. Yeah, let's just 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 sit on this. Y'all, for a we second. gonna we gonna bounce around. It's okay. We gotta talk about this right now. I was so happy when I saw that interaction. Yeah, I said yes. this. Because we were talking about this before, putting L.A. Knight in a situation where he can, where he can verbally joust with somebody, mm-hmm. and make and, and it be credible and it be believable and all of that. And Miz, Miz is almost like he's almost like a gatekeeper. He is a gatekeeper. He's one of those ones where, hey, if you can handle yourself in a promo with Miz. And then handle yourself in a match with Miz because I've 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 talked to people who are more in more in, uh, ingrained as far as uh, knowing what's going on in WWE and they're like yo Miz is probably the safest dude yeah to be in the ring with like he's going to next, take care yeah, of yeah I heard next yeah. to Corbin yeah. yeah Corbin and Miz are probably the two safest and I I'm more excited because this is a finally. Elliot Knight is entangled with a promo that he's not better than. Because he, he didn't, he, Miz killed him in that promo. He did. It, and, but it was good, though, because every time you see Elliot Knight on the mic, it was people that he would just eat alive. And that, doesn't, that does nothing for your progression. So yeah. he's in there with Mike, 
and Mike is a, is next to Paul. Mike might be the, the next best talker in the company yeah. after Paul Heyman. And it was good, though, because now it forces L.A. Knight to really hone into who he is, really work on his promo work, as well as putting on good matches, yeah. which is what he needed to escalate himself. So yeah. I think it's the next best thing. I, and I just want to address, folks that was crying about not getting pushes, getting a push don't necessarily mean you getting a title. Right. He's getting a, a hell of a push right now. You won, he won, got a big win at SummerSlam, and now they're putting you in a promo with Mike. I mean, next to being there with a champion, what's better than being with Mike? Yeah, because somebody who's been Grand Slam champion at least twice. He is a two-time Grand Slam champion. You know champion. what I'm saying? Like, and, and Mike is there every week, which means you get you either getting TV time or your name is going to be on TV every, every week. week. You know what I'm so saying? So it's like the next best thing. And like mm-hmm. I said, he's not better than Mike right now. That, um... That attitude era fanboy line yeah, killed him. It did, and you can see the look that hurt. On his that, face. that hit that his hurt. feelings. Like, you see it on his mm. face because he he was scrambling. Feelings. Yeah, because it, it it was really it was the first part. It was the first time somebody, somebody said, called it out. Called it out. That was that was actively involved yep. in the product. We yep. heard Kevin Nash say it. We heard Bully and everybody say that's. But they called it out on live, live TV. That's wild. That hurt him. And you can see LA Knight was scrambling for a response mm-hmm. after he said that. Yeah. So I'm excited for it because it's great It's great for Mike because Mike needs somebody to go with to keep him fresh. But at the same time, LA Knight going to come out of this and it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. When, the, when, he, when he told Miz, he was like, when he was asking, when Miz asked him, what have you been doing for the past 20 years? Here's the missed opportunity. Yep. He could have went so much deeper into them 20 yep. years. I mean, literally. He could have pulled the AJ Styles. He literally could have. He could have went the DDP route. Right. And I've always said, looking at LA Knight, he reminds me of Diamond Dallas Page. Why? Yep. Because Diamond Dallas, they took the exact, almost took the exact same route. Um, just on some, you know, get it out, really get it out mm-hmm. the mud situation. Mm-hmm. Like DDP was always around the business, some way, somehow, mm-hmm. and then slowly but surely kept finding his way, kept finding his way in the matches, in the storylines, um, up until the point where we, to the point where we see DDP how we see him now, and I see that for LA Knight. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I'm excited because. You remember back when Rock, the first rivalry, first time he ran it was Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. That was the first time Rock really got challenged on the mic and stuff. He came out of that, even though he lost at um, 15. Mm-hmm. He came out of that, out of that, um, out of that rivalry, and could nobody mess with him on the mic? Nobody, nobody. Mm-hmm. nobody. And I think this is all LA, LA needs. LA is already great, but he needed that person to t- push him to the next level to really. I think a lot of his promos is off the dome, which is great. But really, no emotion behind it. Yeah. Really, nothing. It, it didn't. It didn't have a punch like it did. Mike's promo had punch to it. He explained every how he went through. Came a nobody. He was on real world at first and tough enough. And in '06, Mike the Miz was a dweeb. Yeah, he wasn't nobody. Mm-hmm. He really, he really, what he said was true. He worked up two time Grand Slam champion. Beat uh, was it Cena at WrestleMania with a concussion? Mm-hmm. So. You know that was good. That's good for LA. It's gonna be real great. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel bad for the next person that running with LA after this feud. No, seriously, because if you think like when we when LA comes out, it's either he's talking to the crowd 
on a sing on a self promo or he's talking to somebody who he can like like you said demo- like just the one, destroy the, the one liners in passing exactly and yeah. it's no more than maybe thirty to thirty seconds to a minute yeah this is a promo this right here in you, your this face. is lengthy you got to talk tell a about story it. Yeah. yeah he said let's talk about it and, yeah. and man said we're gonna talk about some stuff yeah and. LA caught an L, but it, it's good for him though. Yeah. It was good for him because that that like I said that that fanboy line hit him in his heart. Oh, my heart! I was like, Damn. that was tough. It's kind of true. <laughs> it's tough. It's kind of true. It's I was like, Damn, but I like it. Yeah, but it, yeah, it, but in in this era of where you know, getting away from the PG and yeah. and all yeah. of that, and people, you know, and the, the consumer is not really a fan of that. L.A. Knight feel like a throwback. Yeah. And it, it, I'm glad he was called out because you got to add that realness to it. That's when the mm-hmm. storylines. Think about the, the bloodlines been going on for three years. And it's because it's the, there's a realness factor of it. There's there's actual tribal chiefs in their family and all this stuff. There's realness. So I think this added a level of realness. Because like you said, we've heard Bully talk about how he walked like Stone Cold, talked like The Rock. Everybody says it, but nobody said it in WWE on WWE television. Mm-hmm. So for somebody to call him out, not even just call it out, but clown him like he's a kid. A fanboy yeah. is a kid. Yeah. yeah. He said cosplay. And I'm cosplay. Like, God. You, this ain't really you. You just yeah. type situation. And yeah. like, that, that that adds something because you can't tell me Mike ain't Mike. Yeah. Are you calling him Mike like y'all on a first name basis? But I, I, I call him Mike <laughs> just because that, that's the realness factor of it mm-hmm. all. Like, he, I know the Miz, but even he says my name is Mike the Miz Mazanin. Mike, LA Knight ain't his real name, and according to Mike, LA Knight ain't who he actually is. So until he can add that realness factor, it's gonna be LA Knight versus Mike. Yeah, Mike the Miz. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So after we had the battle royal, my my little my little two cents was. Before the battle royal started, I said, "If L.A. Knight don't win, we riot." He definitely said that. Yeah. It's time. But anyway, we we're gonna get back to the card next. It was uh, Shayna Baszler versus Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Um, that MMA match. Uh, whoever want to start, let's pass I don't this know to about our resident it. fighter. See how he feel yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I have never look, man. <laughs> <laughs> Another missed opportunity. Um yeah. yeah. If you're going to promote one, they got back in the nineties they did Lions Den matches. Yes. The Lions Den matches, it was always like if they had that cage in that in that like walkway area where Yeah, off the off yeah. the side like, of off the to ramp. the side yeah. of the ramp. Even recently, um they did one with Riddle. With Riddle and uh, uh, Seth Rollins. And, Seth, but, and Cormier was the, the yeah, official. So, exactly. Yeah. So, like, if that was that was that type of match. You know what I'm saying? Um, they could have done something like that to really add to the real, even further add to the real element to it. Because whether they friend, you know, whether they're best friends or whatever the case may be, what Shana, Shana really felt like that. Absolutely. Like, and, and I know she did. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Because that was the thing. Like, pro wrestling was her thing. Yeah. It was hers. Yeah. So, she has a legit, I feel like she has a legitimate gripe on how she's feeling. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
But as far as the match goes, like I said, missed opportunities now. Uh, as far as uh, how they could have set up, how it could have set everything up. Um, yeah. It started out, you can kind of tell it was, you know, it was so, it was core, it was very obviously choreographed, right? Yeah. But th- it got to but a then point. They, they threw all that out the window yeah, at one point. It got to a point, man. Because that, that yeah. head kick. Yeah, that head kick. That was, head kick. That's what I will say. The Lions didn't match it to have more of an authentic edge to it. But even back with the Shamrock Lions didn't match yeah. and stuff, they weren't hitting like that. Nah. That, that was, it was USA feel, but a WWE type situation. This was more of a WWE feel, but they was hitting like you. Like they were legitimately kicking themselves in the head. In the beginning, they were kind of pulling punches, but yeah. after, I feel like after that head kick, they started letting go a little bit. Yeah, it, it, it looked like a sparring match where it was like, okay, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, we're going to go 30, 40%. We're going to do some technical sparring. Yeah, but as yeah. soon as somebody get cracked, then they went out. They started out the window because yeah. like because we at first we at first we thought she ain't really hit it with that head kick. Then you saw that replay. Yeah, yeah. She she caught it real good. And even even still, people like to say it's it's fake and it's choreographed, which may be true. But if you saw how Shayna looked afterwards, you don't you don't get buffed up like that just off of slightly touching somebody. Mm-hmm. Like her eye at Raw, her eye was. Almost closed. Yeah, it was it was it was shut almost like it was. They got something yeah. off their chest. Yeah. Oh, uh, that that like Saturday night. They definitely got something off their chest. Yeah, and from 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 what I've what I've read and what I've heard, she actually put Shannon to sleep. Yeah, Shannon was yeah. out. Like there was there was no moving for the first couple of seconds. She let Shannon was out for a little bit, type situation. So, but. I I get what you're saying with the um, the Lions didn't matches with back in the day and even with Riddle and stuff like that. But for what it was though, I appreciate it for what it was. Yeah. They got in the ring, got the got to get they got to get their legs off or whatever like that. It was a good showing. Um, it did put Shayna over. Like I felt like we was getting back to NXT Shayna a little bit. Yeah, who was on a rampage and yeah. was running NXT. I, I've been waiting for it to get back to that. Um. I like her old music better. That's just a personal preference, but yeah. I'm glad to be getting back to the old killer Shayna. Mm-hmm. And then, then I, that match with Zoe Stark, I felt like I, I got scared for Zoe when she said the baddest woman. I genuinely got scared for her. <sighs> yeah. Zoe deserved that. I genuinely, though. when she said she was the baddest, I, my heart dropped because I knew what time it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shayna, I think Shayna's about to be put, she's about to be thrown into that world title. That yeah. she should have been. She's exactly. about to be thrown into that because one, and I didn't realize this. You know, I didn't realize how much people or the the fans really wanted Ronda up out of here. They hated Ronda because yeah. they they made Ronda the female Brock. Yeah, and at that time, people hated Brock because Brock. Everybody's talking about Roman holding the title hostage. Brock held the title hostage because as long as Brock was there. Nobody else was a champion. And then Brock, they had Brock. He was untouchable. He was coming out, having squash matches with John Cena at SummerSlam, stuff like that. And at, that was a bad time for an MMA person to come in. And she came in and went right to the top. Yeah. So yeah. people haven't liked Rondo for quite a while. She was loved a little bit because of interaction with um, with Piper. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, after that, it just it just went. Whatever. They was yelling Shayna's name like loud Monday. Yeah, yeah, that surprised yeah. me, but I was happy. Yeah, cause Shayna, 
Like I said, Shayna deserved it. Shayna was a dog in NXT, and I was mad when they softened her up on the main roster. So next we have the Intercontinental Championship bout with uh, the ring general, Gunther, and um, Drew McIntyre. How was that for y'all? I'm glad Gunther pulled that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like Drew, but Drew gets a little stale to me. I hate babyface Drew. Yeah, babyface Drew is annoying. I hate babyface Drew. I liked when he first, um, not when he first came back, was in NXT with the, the what is the Scottish psychopath that Drew. I love Hill Drew. It works perfect. His entrance works better for Hill. Like I know he kind of switched up with the baby face with the little pyro gesture, but it's meant for Hill, bro. The music, the pyro, even like in his ring, in the ring, the pyro cue in the ring is meant for Hill. That's not a baby face cue, and um. Yeah, I don't. I don't like the shaking hand, kissing babies, Drew. I, I I've never liked that. So yeah, I don't see. To be honest with you, I don't see Drew winning another championship until he turn makes a heel turn. Heel turn. Yeah, yeah. I feel the same way about Bianca, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Okay. Is that next? That's not That's next, not next, but we can make <laughs> it next. <laughs> Yeah, y'all want to make it next? No, 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 no. Let's keep the order. Let's keep the order. Let's keep the order. All right, the next is uh, Seth freaking Rollins and Finn Balor <sighs> for the world title. Yo, I think, I think. Matter of fact, go ahead, bro. I'm, I'm gonna let you start doing. Go irritated. Ahead. Go, ahead, go ahead. I'm so irritated. Irritated? Very. Here's why. Let us oh, know, Uncle yeah, Trap. Yeah, Let us piss know. Uncle off at this one. He done had to put his phone down, y'all. <laughs> y'all essentially build this this back half of the of the feud as Finn is going to, you know, reclaim something he never really lost. And I mean, from the from the paint on the shoulder saying seven and this all of the buildup, the writing was on the wall that Finn is about to become the new world champion. Here's where, and this is where it messes everything up for me. The Judgment Day is cool, but knowing that you can cash the, do the money, you can cash that briefcase in on any championship, why? Are we forcing Damian Priest into this situation? Like, it's not you. That whole fake cashing in to do. Clearly, Finn don't want that kind of help. Stop inserting. Stop inserting this element into this one-on-one feud. Finn was supposed to be the champion. He's supposed to be. The world heavyweight champion with <laughs> Rhea being the, the women's world champion, Dom being the NXT champion. I'm sorry, Tay. I know you don't really like when that name gets brought out. Yeah, you're triggering me, um, but it's fine. It's Dirty fine. Dom is the GOAT. And, I, and, I will actually touch on that here in a second. And Damien <laughs> is supposed to be a mid card champion. 
That's just what there's there's a or, or or him and Dom supposed to be tag team champions. It's one of the two. They supposed to be had. This is how it's supposed to go because the bloodline situation <laughs> is not. It, it, we don't know what that's happened. We don't know what's going on with that right now. We get that that later. So as far as factions are concerned, the new hurt the, the new hurt business is hurt, new hurt business is not that that's in the development stages. So what other faction is around that's that's dominant? Judgment Day. The Judgment Day. So that's my. And I hate Seth's gimmick. I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't hate it, but like. It sounds dude, like a lot of hate just now, bro. <laughs> you know what? No, I'm keeping it, but I don't like. I don't like it. I, I don't like the goofy. I love it. Casual it's like, it's like attire. The Joker Ritter vibe. I like it. <laughs> You want to know why you you want to know why it doesn't come off authentic? Why that forced cackle that he does? That but he finally I, lost it. It makes perfect sense if you watch. It we'll get into it, but if you watch Seth's progression from the architect to where he is now, he he. he it's it, it's it makes perfect sense if you watch it. He became the architect. The architect got too big headed. Became the Monday Night Messiah. Knew everything. And then he cracked and became like this Joker type character. It makes perfect sense. Like it, it makes perfect sense if you think about it in the longevity of it all. It makes perfect sense. Look, I understand. <laughs> and I get all that. The trans it, yes, the transition makes sense. But man, you if you, know, you look, if you're gonna go the Joker route. Like make, like make it believable. How's it not believable? If you if you, how's it not believable if you look at the track and the transitions through his character? One, I don't even look at look at it like the Joker thing. I just look at it as some, he's he's just doing like you know how you get, like you wake up that day you just feeling good and he just. Well, if that's just, the case, I about that. If that's the case, I won't have a blessing he got because he wake up feeling good every day. I mean, yeah, true. Literally. Every day. That's true. I, I just don't like his attire. You think it's forcefully outlandish? Yes. I think it's forceful. Yes. I do not think it's that organic. Mentioned? Okay, I can give you that with the outfit and stuff. I can give you like, that. Like, come on, fam. Like, like, him and Becky using the same clothes out the Becky same tried, Becky tried to keep up with him. It didn't work. That's why she went back to the man. It didn't work. She couldn't keep up with my guy. But oh, I mean, I can get it with the, with the the outfits. I can understand that. I can get that a hundred percent. But the the character itself, I mean, to me personally, it makes perfect sense to me personally. I get how it can seem obnoxious. The calculus can seem faked and forced. But even if it is, it works with what he's going through. Like in this situation, Finn has been trying to express his grievance and his hurt for the last seven years, and Seth has been laughing in his face. It works perfectly. I don't take you serious. Just like the day when Finn had to relinquish the title, came out and Seth came out and laughed in his face. It makes perfect sense. Now, as far as the match itself, I, I think Finn is going to win the world title, but I don't think he's going to win it just yet. I think it gone are the days where it's just, you know, you, gone are the days of Vince's booking. In Vince's world, Finn wins last night. Seven years, the exact same PLE. Finn win last night. 
But in Triple H's world, where we got the slow burn, we got the the drama, uh, like Bully say, the days of our lives type situation, it wasn't meant to happen last night. And I think because it didn't happen last night, I think that's what I was going to say. Out of all the out, outcomes and fallouts, that match had the biggest impact as far as outcomes and fallout. Now, Shinsuke is back in the, in the world title picture. <sighs> Like that, that out of that match, you have more players now into it, and it, and I think it builds to the world title itself again. Everybody is chasing the world champion again. Mm-hmm. Now I think when it's all said and done, Finn is gonna win it again. He's gonna win it again, well, but Finn it, it ain't his time right now. Finn can't win it. I think it's better. Well, which is cool, but what I was gonna say is I think it's better that Finn doesn't win it yet, while Damon has the title, has the briefcase. Because now you're building that up. Yeah. Now, I think Damien is good enough to be in a world title picture, but he's never had the storyline or a reason to be in a world title picture until now. Yeah. Now, you're in the group, the most dominant group, and if you've seen da- Damien later, he's trying to assert himself as the alpha dog of the group. Yeah. I know everybody says Rhea, but when they entrance come out, who walking in the front? Damien. Who, got the bi- who has the, the biggest stature? Damien. Who has a stronger voice? Damien. Who has the most leverage in, out of everybody? Damien. Damien yeah. Even though he, because think about it, even though it might, it, sh- it probably won't happen. Say for whatever reason, something happened with the bloodline and Roman is down and now. Mm-hmm. Damien can do the impossible. I don't think it's going to happen, but he could. He has the most leverage. Every single champion in the company should be fearful because not only does Damien have the briefcase, briefcase but he got the briefcase and he running with a pack of dogs. They don't yeah. ever come out by themselves. Right. They always around. Damien got the most leverage out of anybody. No, he does. So I think I think say if Finn wins the title um Saturday mm. and they got the got the got, and him and Finn is going at it now. Now it's gonna be about when is Finn gonna back when is when is Damien gonna backstab Finn? When is Damien gonna backstab Finn? He can't backstab Finn now because Finn ain't got no title. Yeah. Which that's true. Add, which adds to it. But here's but here's the thing too. It doesn't even have to be that. Like, j- when you have a successful faction like that, you don't have to find a way to break them up. That money, that money in the bank contract is good for any title. Like you pointed right. out. So why not? How? What? How much stronger would the Judgment Day look and be if you had? Three world champions in your stable. I no, I get what you're saying, but because one of them has the money in the bank, they will look. They will look. Think about it like this: Say Evolution back in the day when they had all the titles. Mm-hmm. What if, what if Randy would have won that money in the bank that first year, and now he got now he got money in the bank while Triple H is the world champion and stuff. Sure, they have all the they have all world champions and money in the bank, but what's what's the conversation gonna be? When is Randy going to backstab Triple H? It's the same thing now. If he wins, sure, Judgment Day is running everybody, but the underlining story is when is Damien going to cash in his money in the bank? Even if he has the WWE Championship? Even if, he, even, if, even if Finn has it. That makes no sense to me. It doesn't make sense, but that's what it's going to be because everybody, what is the money in the bank for? To cash it in. Right. He's not going to cash it in on Roman. He's not. So what's the next best Push, option? Yeah. Do back to my original point, but that's why I'm saying. But that's why I get what you're saying. They have three world champions, but you got three world champions and one money in the bank. 
now the next conversation is going to be when is Damien going to cash in on one of them or if he's that's what I'm saying that 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 breeds seeds of dissension just because of what the money in the bank stands for yeah. and he only got a year he ain't hashing Roman in the next year if he does that's not foreseeable he has more chance of cashing in on Seth and or Shinsuke than he does in Roman just because Solo's still right there well, now, now we don't know where Jimmy stands. You still got Paul. That's just too many stuff, too many things to worry yeah, about. Yeah, that's a lot going on on SmackDown right that's now. That's too much to worry that's about. Too much going so on. the next biggest option is the world title. Yeah, he's not going for the Intercontinental title because Gunther got got Kaiser and um, Giovanni. So you got to think about it yeah, like but, that. Yeah, but okay, but you you still, but you still have the China. Of the group, that's right. the X factor. That's true. So you, like you do you, have that. That's true. And we're but in I, a day, and we're at a we're in a we're in a, in a day and age now with, but with no, professional no. wrestling. You can't even body slam a chick, right? So but this is the thing. Now, recently, Rhea not untouchable, so she's null and voided. She getting blindsided left and right now. Yeah, that's true. And I don't I don't care. Nobody says I'd rather cash in on Seth and Finn than try Gunther. Yeah. <laughs> I try anybody I around. I'm not trying Gunther, bro. I'm yeah. not taking him chops. I'm not trying him, bro. Yeah, Because even if you do walk out, <laughs> when you, you going to defend it next? You might yeah. have to relinquish it the next day. Yeah, you gonna you gonna come out with a battle scar for sure. I'm, yeah, so mm. that's just, that's just so I feel it, but that's just where I'm at with that. So. Right. All right. So next is my match of the night. Not. Because of wrestling or in-ring activity, but simply because that's the match that I am most invested in. Social bias. Literally social bias, but <laughs> that's the the women's triple threat match. Um, I'll let y'all get started, and then I'll have my final thoughts. <laughs> Zero chemistry. Yes. It was so many obvious. Okay, make okay. You you where you supposed to be at? You were, all right, cool. Yeah. And so many like it just it was not fluid. Timing and, was off. And you and to be honest with you, you almost be, because of who was in the match, um, especially the not the the more non active person that was involved in that match, um, you almost expected her to just, you know, almost like riding a bike, you know what I'm saying, because of who she is and the great math that she's put on. Um, but at the same time, you can't help but think or help but to to expect it for the timing to be off and it be as, as, as like stop and go as it was, you know what I mean? Um, no, I agree with that. Yeah. The more, the more, as the as the match went on, like we were sitting there talking about it, it was like, okay, well, I yeah. guess, but because because there was a point in the match where Bianca is hurt. Hey, boy, she sold that. Injury, she sold. Oh man, she, she sold, sold that. that. It was she sold it, but it was obvious at the same time. She kept looking yeah. back. Yeah, like yeah, that, taking it, going up the ramp. Yeah, like, like she that. gonna jump back in, bro. Yeah, I, she, she I'll ain't ten feet up the ramp yet. Like she, come on, man. She's still in the camera view when yeah. they when when the focus is in the ring. Like, yeah. nah, she yeah. she not done. But I will say it was, it was a great finish to the match. We're not finna get into that surprise. Yeah, yeah, not but it was a great yeah. finish though. Like 
the the figure eight on, on the on the bad leg and you thought you thought it was a wrap. Mm. The missed and then to get the win while still in the figure four. That was crazy. Um but I had well for me personally, I didn't think I didn't think Bianca was gonna win. I'm heavy on Bianca's not gonna be world champion again until she heel turns. That's just I'm heavy on that. Um so when she did get the win initially, I was like, oh well, I'm wrong. You know, it what Dave say I'll eat crow. But um The swerve, but that's And then, swerve, then that music hit. That swerve is gonna turn her heel. I guarantee you. That music hit. And uh <laughs> yeah. it was a dark day. Gay. Dark, dark day. <laughs> we gonna post my reaction uh on our Instagram. Here Tay still soon. hasn't recovered, bro. They handed to it on raw and she got she I'm got up and so walked away. <laughs> Y'all, I we was all together watching SummerSlam. I had my Bianca Belair shirt on. I knew today was the day my girl get her title back. She getting her gold. She deserve Ooh, it. She did get it back. And then she got it back, and my heart was full of joy. And then... She just ripped it right. EO ripped my heart out of my chest. It was a slow decline, bro. Oh, man. I could not believe it. We was yelling at Bianca, run, get out of her, run, Anything, run. go, go, no. She can't pin you in there. <laughs> run. And she decided to try to fight him off, and when Eo hit in the back of that leg with that briefcase, I Man. knew what time it was. Yeah. But I'm, to be honest with you, like, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that, though. I'm all for Eo cashing <laughs> in, but cashing on Dagon. Nah, man. It's the Oscar. character progression, bro. It's the character progression. Yeah. Bianca finally got it back and got it ripped out. I, I get it. <laughs> but like, my heart ripped like out Summer my Slam chest. All over last year, yes. all over again. That's what it was yeah. about. SummerSlam yeah. is not Bianca's pay per view. Hey. Or Finn's for that live event. Or Finn's, yeah. 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 Oh. Bianca, uh, she 3 0 at WrestleMania, but SummerSlam ain't it for her. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> you think she got to wait to WrestleMania to get it back again? It's gonna be a long road to WrestleMania. Because I think, I think, like I said, I'm still sticking with this hill turn. I don't think it's gonna be an overnight hill turn. I think it's no. gonna be a slow, a slow decline and frustration, frustration, frustration. I wouldn't be surprised if she come out with a Street Profits and Bobby. I was about That's to ask y'all, about. do y'all think she gonna join the new Hurt business? I, I, I would not. I would not be mad at. That I wouldn't at be all. mad at it at all. I would love it for sure, especially when we're talking about. Um, additions that make sense to factions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, like when we were talking about the bloodline, like who we thought was going to yeah. be additions and who, like, yeah. it because, it, you know, if you, you know, if you added Tamina and, and Naya when she was still in and then you added a trend to it, those three make sense. Perfect sense. Perfect mm-hmm. sense. You know, that, that would have, that would have killed, you talking about the bloodline taking over wrestling? Like that would have yeah. that would have took it over the you had top. The women's champion, women's tag team, team champions. champions. Like you had you had it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right there. Like yeah. bloodline would have had every single championship WWE had, and you outside of mid card titles, and you would have had to. I mean, go through all of them to I get mean, them. You, you would have had the mid card because um Solo could have grabbed him one. Yeah, Solo could have grabbed. Yeah, so you. Solo could have grabbed yeah, one. Yeah, definitely. And then at the time, Solo and Sammy could have grabbed them each one. Yeah. It could have been one, but I I, I don't think we had no goldmine type situation, though. I think that would have been a little bit too much. But, I mean, 
I I would like to see I would like to see Bianca join them just because Bianca got she got that dog in her mm-hmm. and mixing her with Montez and Angelo. I think that's some people always wanted anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Bobby be great for them because Bobby Bobby gonna get them boys right. Yeah, and Bobby Bobby gets a pop now. Like no matter where, because you must see Monday. Yeah, like he got a when. Or was it Friday? It was SmackDown. It was SmackDown, Smackdown where um he came out and everybody mm-hmm. was like, yeah, like people have been calling for this, been yeah. waiting on it, and by and for for Bobby to be the one that's leading it, yeah, man, yeah. So yeah, shout out to Eo Scott, man. I'm, yeah, I'm happy for her. I just didn't want you? her to win that way. <laughs> I've really always happy? been like, you know, I when she won Money in the Bank, I was like, okay, Eo. Yeah. Like like I always say, money in the bank is real scary when who you like is champion. And <laughs> even if it's just for thirty seconds, <laughs> literally. Oh goodness. Okay, we got to move on because if not, I'm gonna just have my pity party, and that's just not okay. Last but not least, we had tribal combat. Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, versus his cousin, cousin, um, Jay Main Event Uso. <sighs> or main event, Jay Uso. I'm sorry, it, I'll put some respect on that. I'll, I'll I'll say it was a for what it was. It was a great match as far as progression of story. Um, they had great spots in there. Fortunately, I think Roman ca- caught an injury with the suicide dive, but um, I think a lot was missing from that match. Mm-hmm. It was it was a glorified no DQ, but I think a lot was just was just missing from that match in general. Um. Paul came out. Paul was holding the, uh, how you pronounce it? Um, the Ulafala. Ulafala. Paul was holding that where I think an elder should have been holding that. Um, I think they could have did something with presentation-wise. Probably had, like, when they were doing announcements, have, like, some tribal beats in the background or whatever. Something. Take the ropes off, make it seem like an actual combat feel. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I would like to, if they would came out with, like, some traditional garbs on or mm-hmm. something to... Just to give it its own feel, because yeah. because in the in past when they do specialty matches or things like that, there's always something to it. Like I say, the Punjabi prison match, where you had all the bamboo and stuff all around yep. the ring, the Firefly Funhouse. It was an inferno match, but it was a different. It had its own feel to it. Even mm-hmm. the the Mountain Dew pitch black thingy, you had like the glow in the dark paint and stuff. But when you get Tribal Combat, a match that was built up for weeks, people were really excited about it. Yeah. They even did like a ceremonial, like to make it official, they did mm-hmm. a ceremonial type situation. Um, I just think a lot was missing from it, but I think it was a good match as far as story progression. Yeah, and, you know, you can see the progression in as a singles competitor to, uh, for Jay. Yeah. You can see that. Um, you know, he's looking... From head like head to toe, Jay is looking like a main event player. He's looking like a okay, that's somebody you can put a belt on. Yeah. That's somebody that can, you know, carry that can carry a division that's, you know, centered around whatever championship he's holding. Yeah. I I, I really feel I really feel that. Um I wouldn't I honestly wouldn't even be mad if there was a like you know how they do uh uh, trades for uh, brands and stuff for yeah. brand trades stuff like that. Um, for the time being, that the brand they're con- still considering everything a brand split. Um, I wouldn't even be mad if Jay went to Raw and inserted himself in the world title picture over there. Yeah, like you saying after the, all the smoke. Yeah, after the, yeah after all the smoke clears and everything like that, he goes that way. 
and gets inserted that and he wins the championship right there, that right there would definitely separate him from anything that Yeah, because you're looking at a Hardy Boy situation. Exactly. They split and Jeff became world champion and stuff. Um I, I I can see that. I can definitely see that. But I think more people it would be a situation I don't I think about like like the Road Warriors. Mm-hmm. Like when when Hulk or Animal used to go win against Flair. He didn't really believe they win a single titles because most people wanted to see them together. When the Dudley Boys split, you want to see them together. Mm-hmm. I think the Usos may have been a group, a unit for so long. People will respect Jay as a single wrestler, but I think at the end of the day, they'd want to see the Usos together. Yeah, that yeah, that, that's not. We'll never not see the Usos as a yeah. tag team again. Yeah, I just feel like it's to a point where I can see Joe Jay getting his like his 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 shine as a solo for a little bit though. I can see that. No, he will. And yeah. I, I to be honest with you, I wouldn't even go ahead and I wouldn't even put him in the world title picture just yet. If he went over to Raw, I would yeah. literally put the mid card title on and see how he carries that. Jay against Gunther. Yeah, I would. Because yeah, Jay needs some backup though. Not necessarily. He would have backup. Who's backup be? Sammy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that is cool. Sammy Ben. Yeah. Like, yo, Jay. I forgot Sammy and KO. Yeah. He'll he'll have some muscle behind him. Trust me. Yeah. I forgot about that. Okay, so um, our lovely producer sent this over to me. Um, I'll show y'all the picture. Um, Uh And it says... um, do y'all think Paul has something to do with Jimmy betraying Jay? If you notice, when Jimmy came, Paul looked at him, uh, looked like he knew what was happening, while Roman was confused and had no clue. Yeah. <laughs> Look. I think Paul is pulling strings behind all of For this. For sure. Because I've been watching... This is why they call me aunt. I've been watching... <laughs> one. Of, I've been watching professional wrestling... So I was about two years old, and I got introduced to Paul when he was Paulie Dangerously. W. No, that was WCW. WCW. This WCW. He had Dangerous Alliance yeah, with yeah, yeah. Rick Rude. You know, was Larry's he with SST. Yeah, he was. He was the manager for SST and all yeah. of that. Like, so it's Paul is. I'm just gonna go ahead and say this. You know. Move over Jimmy Hart. Move, you know, God rest Bobby his soul. Move over Bobby. Paul Heyman is the GOAT when it yep. comes to professional wrestling managers. It's just what it is. You can say what you want. This is not a LeBron Mike situation. Paul is Paul. And there, there will never, ever be, sorry, there will never, ever be another Paul Heyman in wrestling. Yeah. I'm sorry. They just won't. Yeah. So I can agree. So Paul is definitely, they don't call him the wise man for nothing. It's not just because, okay, he's giving, you know, counsel to Roman or nothing like that. No. Because if you think, because look, when Jay, when they were all fighting for Jay to come back to the bloodline, trying to see where he, where his, where his allegiance lied and all of that. When Jay told him, hey, if that, if I'm in, if I'm in, that means you out. He didn't like that. Mm-hmm. So from from that moment, it's always been a yeah. He's definitely pulling. He's definitely pulling things behind the you know well, yeah, behind the scene. It, it 
was Paul I did it up to align with Roman to begin with. Mm-hmm. It was Paul who initiated that. It was Paul I did to um to with Sammy with Kate with Sammy it was Paul to when 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 Sammy wanted to hang around and they wanted to kick him out. It was Paul who was like he can be an asset and then by the time he luckily he made a connection with Jay, but Paul was like he can be an asset to us. Type mm-hmm. situation. We can he can do the dirty work. He can Whatever, all these shots he taking for us, keeping everybody out of dodge. Why would you get rid of him? Type situation. Um, so I definitely think Paul is is pulling strings now with this specific situation with Jay and Jimmy. I don't think it was Paul' idea. Paul might have known or something like he. Paul might have seen it coming or planted seeds or planted seeds, but I don't think it it was Paul's idea for Jimmy to do it. I think that was just Jimmy's boiling frustration of three years. How did Jimmy get in the bloodline to begin with to save Jay in that Hell in a Cell match? He agreed to acknowledge him just to save Jay type situation. And then even to, even to do that, he's still in the harm's way. Jimmy never wanted to never wanted to do it, but he Jimmy don't want to be left behind either. And even still, even when he came around, Jay the right-hand man. Jay's getting all the opportunity. Jay's getting all the shine. Jimmy's just there. Jimmy's, I, I'll go off far as to say even back when when they were doing a travel dance when they were coming out together as the Usos back in the day, Jimmy's always been the weak one. Yeah. To me, he's always been the weak one. So I think that's just frustrations building up. And even like what was a couple months ago, like a couple months ago or whatever, Jimmy admitted that he's always had a problem with the main main event Jey Uso. Yeah. It's not like something came and, out and of nowhere. The, yeah, and the right hand man. Situation. Yeah, it's not like it came out of nowhere. Yeah. Jimmy admitted it. Yeah, but you're not. But you're still not thinking, yo. At at, at the at the biggest match of your your little brother's career. Yeah. That you gonna swerve because Jimmy had that match. Not Jimmy, but Jay had that match one. Right. Yes. Solo is down. But but when you think about it. You didn't see it coming, but it makes sense. If he didn't like the right-hand man, why would he like him being a tribal chief? chief? Yeah, And hey, remember this, too. Before they defected, when uh, before Jimmy turned on Roman, um, remember when he was like, he's like, when it comes to the day, when they was going back and forth with Kevin. I am the tribal he's like, chief. When it comes to the day ones, the Usos, I am the tribal chief. And that's yeah. when it, so it's it's always been, it gotta be Jimmy. Yeah, for real. So that's why I don't. I don't think Paul is behind, Paul is behind it. Paul might have seen it coming. He might have planted seeds. I don't think Paul orchestrated that. But but you know what you know what too. Jimmy has always said, not Jimmy, but Roman has always said, Jay, the issue is not me. It's your brother. It's your brother. And I will say, Roman was looking confused because Roman didn't see it happen. When he saw Jimmy, that's after the fact. Yeah. He, he, he may have thought Solo did it or whatever. Because he didn't see the gym until after the spear and he got after the spear and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So Roman didn't see it happen. That could have been why Roman looked confused because he didn't see it happen. Yeah. Roman was down when that had happened. So, I mean, there's that. But, yeah, I don't think Paul orchestrated it. All right, y'all. So we just about at time. Do y'all have any last things about SummerSlam before we... No, um, I, I I want I want to say that was probably one of the better PLEs of the year though. I would say it's one of the better PLEs, um, excluding the the Ricochet and, and Logan match. I feel like every other match had a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a 
there was a reason. And as we saw um, the Raw after, which we'll get into at another time or something like that, that every match had a, they had a fallout. Mm-hmm. They had a fallout, a catastrophic fallout. It was like, it was back in, it was one of those back in the like early two thousands when you'd have one of the big four and it's like a reset. Mm-hmm. Um, recently before it was like WrestleMania was the only reset, but after SummerSlam it's either a reset or or and a continuation. Like it was a pivotal point. It wasn't mm-hmm. just a match at a PLE. Like all all the matches were like pivotal points in this and in, in either the career or the story progression. So yeah, I think it was one of the better PLEs this year. Prep your final words before we get out of here. Yeah, um, as far as just to just to piggyback off what what Teddy was saying as far as the uh, SummerSlam, um, the build up I feel like the build up to SummerSlam in totality was better than the presentation as a whole, um, because they were right on cue with promos. Like, take for instance the tribal the tribal combat match. That promo was very well put together and how they blended in the past and the present and and educating fans on what the culture is about. You know what I'm saying? Um and and what the the highest uh the highest component of the culture is about, which is that Ulufala. So to really educate fans that may have been like, man, what does that mean? Like, like why is this so significant? I'll, they did a very good job with that. The presentation, uh, the um, the matches themselves, as far as the presentation, the aesthetics, and things like that, um, it it could have been it could have been a lot better. But some, you know, the, we there were definitely good matches. There were definitely some great storytelling with the matches. But um, and it was it was a good pay per view. I just for me personally, I feel like the build up was way better than the show. Yeah. Um, one, one last thing. One last thing. I'm gonna let you close out. Um, new story just broke. Drew McIntyre has not resigned his contract. He said he won't resign a contract until he gets a bloodline type storyline. So that's like a new, new, uh, hot off the presses. Whoa. He has you not just dropped a bomb. He on has us. not renewed wow. his contract and said he won't until he gets a Roman bloodline esque storyline. All right, so we'll end with that right there. We're going to drop the mic. Y'all, thank you for tuning in and kicking with it with us. Uh, this has been another episode of Off the Top, and we'll see y'all next time. Yeah, come on back, yeah.